PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hi, thank you for joining me. Welcome to a new week. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Thank you for joining me once again on the RockyMountainATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and the one and only Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service. Free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. Hey, it's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. Thank you guys for going there and shopping and letting me know that through my email, which is chris at keyforinktesting.com. There is no discount code yet, but I appreciate you guys putting in the note section that you listen to this podcast. Thank you very much. Of course, flyracing, flyracing.com. You already know what I'm going to say. It's one of my favorite sets of gear, right? But they have so much more stuff than just gear. They even got hard parts. WPS sells batteries, firepower stuff. You know, firepower chains, firepower batteries. And we're going to hear about some of that firepower stuff in this podcast today. But go check them out, flyracing.com. Or you can go to firepowerparts.com and check those guys out too. And see what they have to offer. But... Light hydrogen, kinetic mesh. I've been wearing it a lot lately. Getting ready for, whew, getting ready is a big is a big statement right here. Getting ready for the 2019 AMA Outdoor Nationals. Couple rounds at least. And so Fly Racing will be on my body. You can check them out starting at Hangtown. Hopefully you guys can come by the rig, check it out, see what I'm wearing. We can chat, even talk about whatever you guys need. Bikes, gear, hell, that's why I'm there too. I'm going to race, but I'll... I'll bullshit with you guys, and we'll talk about whatever you guys want. Racetech, racetech.com. Go look at those guys' website if you want suspension done, engine work. Just get your stuff serviced, people. Get your stuff refreshed. Oil, seals, bushings, it helps out a lot. I am not a huge advocate of just getting your stuff revalved right away. Ride with your stuff a little bit stock. Get it broke in. And then see if you need some springs, some valving. You can go look at all of that stuff over at Racetech.com. They give you a spring rate calculator for your weight and your riding ability. It's very cool. So go experience that over at Racetech.com. And I also want to give a shout-out to ProTaper. ProTaper is a part of this show. But I'm kind of using their platform as an organic way for me to express how much I like their stuff. I have tried many different bars. You guys read all my stuff over on keyforinktesting.com about handlebars, even the handlebar podcast. But to me, one of the best handlebars out there is a pro tape of bar, just simply because of the dampening quality. I get a lot of handlebar emails sent to me, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm going to recommend a pro taper bar, either an Evo or a Fusion. You will find those bars on my test bikes most of the time. Hell, 
you may or may not even see a pro taper bar on my race bike come this summer. So maybe you will, maybe you won't. Maybe it's a little incognito action. But nonetheless, go check out protaper.com and see what they have to offer. So thank you for joining me here today. It's a new week. Hopefully you guys get this week started off right in the right direction. Hopefully your bosses are a bunch of assholes. And if you aren't working for a boss, you're working for yourself, hopefully your day and your week goes by quick and you get everything accomplished that you want. But I appreciate you listening to this podcast. And we're going to talk about the top five things for every single 250cc motocross bike. Just like we do with the 450cc bikes. We're going to chat it up about the 250cc bikes. So, of course, you guys know I've been riding the Honda 450 a lot. But in my spare time, I've been busting my ass on some of this 250 stuff to give you guys some feedback. And kind of give you what I feel would be the top five mods for each bike. Now, when we talk about this, this isn't exactly in order. Okay, so... When I say number one, that doesn't mean this is the first thing you should go do. I feel like all five of these things are equal and that you should do, if you're in the market and you got some extra cash, you should do these five things. Now, that means you don't have to go out after you just spent nine grand on a 250 four-stroke, right? And dump all you know your extra cash on these modifications because, yeah, some of these do add up to a lot of money, and not all of us have that extra money after we just bought a damn bike. So, But if you're in the market and you guys are listening to this, obviously you guys want to spend some extra cash on your bike to make it a little bit better than what it is, and I'm here to recommend these things for these bikes. As always, guys, you guys can always hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com if you have any questions about these modifications. It seems to be working out pretty well. I get a lot of good feedback and appreciation for the time that I take uh, about answering these emails back. There's no other media outlet out there that's doing this. I recognize that that is something missing in our industry is a guy or something, someone reputable to give you some honest feedback. So as always, our pledge over here at Kiefer Inc. Testing, we're going to be honest with you. We're going to be straight up, good or bad. If you don't see it on our website, email us. We'll tell you straight up why it isn't on our website and if it's good or not, or you should if you should even buy it. Maybe it's a piece of shit. We don't want you to go do that and spend your money the wrong way. So as always, you can email me. And these top five mods that you hear about this damn Yamaha YZ250F, you can go read that over at pulpmx.com because that is over there on Steve's site. So let's just start it off with the YZ250F battery. I get a lot of heat from some uh, from some people that say the battery isn't a problem. Okay, so we're on our third battery on the Yamaha. The Yamaha is the most, I would say, for my personal opinion, is probably the most durable machine out of all of these bikes that we're going to talk about today. That doesn't mean it doesn't have some side aches, and those side aches are the battery. The battery ends up dying. I know guys that have purchased their YZ250F, and I just met a guy, actually, at the Transworld race last month that just bought a YZ250F that had like 18 hours on it, and his battery took a shit. And he doesn't know why. It's, it, he has to bump start it, and then it starts, and then it doesn't start. He changed his battery. He has no problems. 
Can I tell you exactly what the hell is going on with that battery? No, I can't. I don't know anything about it. Um, I don't think Yamaha would tell me anyway. But I do know that there is a problem. I have heard from many of you um, at the track through emails and even our experiences here with Michael Allen and me. We've had some problems. So go get yourself a battery. Even if you don't have a problem yet, my recommendation is just to have one on standby so you're not stranded at the track or the trail, wherever you're riding this thing. And I've been using the Firepower battery. It's a WPS product, of course, but there's other batteries out there that are just as good. There's Shorei, there's Anti-Gravity. So there's a couple out there that you can choose from. I've had experiences with, obviously, the Firepower. It's been great. You lose a little weight. Obviously, it's only a few ounces, but nonetheless, you're losing some weight up high, which helps the handling character of the bike. And I've had some experience with Shorei batteries. Shorei batteries are really good, actually. And I've had no issues with those batteries as well. So do yourself a favor. Get a battery. It's a cheap 100 bucks. That way you're not stranded. The next thing you can do to this thing, easy to do. It's free. It comes with your bike. ECU Remap. You can go to your Yamaha Power Tuner Map and download the Kiefer Aggressive Map. You can go to my website, look under YZ250F Optional Maps, and there it is. Boom. Don't email me about it, okay? Uh, okay. Because that is annoying. I get emails, hey, man, can I get a, uh, that map, aggressive Kiefer map? Dude, KieferInkTesting.com. It's there. Just go browse around. It's, it's there for you to enjoy, to look at. To gain knowledge, it's all there. It's amazing to me <laughs> how many emails I get. Hey, can I get that map? Dude, don't be lazy. It's up on the website. All right there for you, brother. All right? Thank you. So try that map. That'll get you some extra bottom end back. When Yamaha changed their bike in 2019, it lost a little bit of bottom. Still has the most torque in class. But you'll get that bottom end back, like 18 had, and you'll gain some mid-range to top in. It's actually a really good map that we figured out here after we got the bike. And it seems like a lot of other guys, and maybe even other media outlets, are using it and changing the name. Hmm, imagine that. I wonder who that could be. Hmm, we'll let you guys ponder that for a little bit. But nonetheless... No matter what it is, if you look up the numbers, it's really good. Uh, makes the bike aggressive. It helps the cornering character of the bike. Makes it feel a little bit lighter. So, yeah, we worked on that for a little bit, and it helps out a lot. And it's free. F-R-E-E. -E, that's a good price. Next thing you can do is go to the Guts Racing website. Order yourself up a stiff seat foam and a gripper cover. Two things with this bike. Uh, the foam is a little bit better in 2019, but... Still not firm enough after it breaks down or you guys are washing it. The foam breaks down. Basically, just gets squishy on the sides. And I still hit the fuel cell, especially charging into ruts and berms when you're trying to slam into something. You feel that fuel cell. I'm out. I don't want that. Get a stiff guts seat foam. Don't be scared off by the word. It's not that stiff, but it's just firm enough where you're not going to bottom out into the gas tank. And get yourself a gripper, seat cover, whatever colors you guys want. Andy over at Guts has it. Of course, there's all different kinds of graphics slash seat 
cover guys out there. I mean, Andy doesn't pay me any money. I just like his product, and that's where I go to get my stuff. His seat covers last a long time. My CTI knee braces don't eat the shit out of the cover, and I just like how he makes his covers. So um, he has these ribbed covers that I like a lot, and when you put that up with the stiff seat foam, it makes that Yamaha feel extra new, I guess is the word I want to say. It just feels really solid and nice, especially when you're coming out of a corner and not squatting and squishing down on that foam. For those of you that must have a muffler, I hear this all the time. Kiefer, what muffler should I get on this bike? Dude, I'm telling you right now, the stock muffler is probably the best muffler for horsepower right now. I know that thing sounds like shit, and it does after a while. It's kind of raspy and sounding just kind of bleh. Um, but for this bike, I would say try a slip-on first. Don't go with the full system. Kiefer, which slip-on should I get? Well, two, 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 Rick, <laughs> two mufflers that I have tried that are the best. FMF and Dr. D for this motorcycle. Dubok knows Yamahas. We all know this, right? Yes, he still makes mufflers. I still get hit up a lot. How's Doug doing with the business? Is he still making mufflers? Yes, he's still making mufflers. He's still developing stuff. I see him at the track all the time. He's a good dude. And I tell you what, his slip-on is actually really good. The key here, guys, with getting a muffler is trying to keep the bottom-end character of this bike. A lot of these companies are building mufflers just taking away the torque and the bottom-end of this bike. And that's the beauty of this YZ250F. You want to keep that intact. So getting a Dr. D slip-on or an FMF slip-on will keep that character and give you some extra mid-range. You're not going to get a whole lot more, okay, when you get a muffler besides losing the weight and some more mid-range. That's a win. If you can keep the stock bottom in and gain some mid-range, that is a win. That is worth the money because there is no muffler out on the market. And trust me, I've tried them. That is better than stock. Trust me. It's, it, it, it pains me to bolt on something so shiny and bitchin' looking and then I go ride it and it's a piece of shit. I hate that. It bothers me. I hate being misled, just like you guys, single dudes out there that get misled by chicks. You think you're going to get some, boom, nope, clipped, off. Same thing for me with dirt bikes, man. Like, I see something shiny and new, I go ride it, and it's a piece of shit, I'm out. I'm like, God dang. So, those two products, slip-ons, try it. If you do like them, and you do feel like you can lose a little bit of, bit of, bit of bottom in, which, that's up to you guys, then go with the head pipe. You're only going to lose a little bit and a little bit of RPM response, but you'll gain more mid-range to top in when you add a head pipe to your slip-on. So just know that. But try a slip-on first. It's cheaper. Just bolt it on, lose some weight. Bada-boom, bada-bing. Last thing. Works Connection Elite Perch and Lever. Those guys have been around forever. And if there's one thing that's you know kind of like Hey, it's not really a performance modification, but it just makes the bike or your lever feel better. It is a worse connection, elite perch and lever. You bolt that thing on from your stock perch. Your clutch pull is a little bit better, a little bit easier, a little bit more buttery, I want to say. 
not buttery films, just buttery, like smoother, okay? And that stock Yamaha clutch adjuster, on-the-fly clutch adjuster, is a pain in the ass to turn in the air. Sure, you can go through a corner and turn it. I, I'm not about that life. I want to smack it down in the air and adjust my lever. I don't want to waste any time. So if you're like me and you want something that is better, has a bigger wheel, you can feel it, and you can push it or roll it in the air and adjust your lever better, go hit up Eric and guys over at Works Connection. Good dudes, man. Like, I didn't know much about Eric back in the day, but spent some time with him. Quality human being. And as you guys know me, I, I like people. And I most importantly like good people. Eric's one of those guys. His products are quality. If you guys ever have any problems with Works Connection stuff, they back it. They'll either replace it or fix it for you. Man, they're just good people. Try yourself an elite clutch perch and lever. Get a little bit buttery feel. Or sorry, a better feel at the lever and be able to actually turn your clutch adjuster on the fly because you can't really do it that good on the stock system on the Yamaha. All right, second up, the decent bike with a bad name. Can you guess what that is? If you said the Suzuki RMZ250, bang, you would be right. Look, this bike is not the best bike on the market, right? We know this. Is it horrible? Absolutely not. It's actually a fun bike to ride. I had Alex Ray out here when his RMZ450 took a shit. I said, hey, come up and ride with me. He rode with me for a couple days on the RMZ250. He said, yeah, it was slow, but the thing handled so good, and it was fun to ride. He said, man, I think corner's better than his 450. So... Straight out of the box, he pinned it and rode it really well. And he's, what, 170 pounds? So um, he mentioned a few things to me that he would like. Um, we kind of put some stuff together, what I would like and he would like, and we come up with these five things. Of course, got to go with the lean coupler. To me, it just helps overall power, okay? You will get a little bit less top-end pulling power feeling on the lean coupler, but... To me, the bottom, the mid-range pull that this thing lacks in stock form, that lean coupler will help this bike there. So right away, if you get your bike, put that lean coupler in and enjoy because that will help you. Second thing, we're going to dive deep in this thing because it lacks some suspension handling character feel. I would definitely try to get it revalved right away. I'm 170 pounds. I even had my 150-pound rider ride this thing. It's stiff. Like, I feel like we could drop a spring rate on this thing, and it's so much better. How do I know this? Well, shootout time came, and I rode a stock 2019 RMZ250 with softer spring rates and it was so much better and so much more compliant on a track that was super bumpy and deep so man unless you're 180 to 190 pounds riding an rmz 250 which dude honestly chances are you're not so i would definitely try to get a spring rate that is less than what stock is stock is just too it's oversprung plain and simple it's too stiff and it makes the bike feel harsh Sometimes I think, oh, people, oh, it's chassis. Yeah, the chassis is a little bit rigid, yes. But actually, going down to spring rate will help. So I'm 170 pounds, fairly quick. 
Um, front end steering kind of guy. Man, it helps this bike steer better when you go to a softer fork spring. On throttle, compliancy out of corners. Softer rear spring helps that squat feel. And it just gets a better balance overall going to a softer spring. So before you try to get revalved and all this shit, just try to go to a softer spring rate. You can get those springs over at Racetech. And you can check those spring rates out over on their website. But yeah, nonetheless, man, just try going to a softer spring. It really helps out. Now, how do we get some more engine out of this thing? It's simple. High compression piston. We did this with the RMZ450 and made a huge difference in power feel. You can go to Vertex Pistons, check them out. You could email me for a discount code for Vertex Piston. 13 and a half to 1 compression. You're adding some compression a little bit. And, of course, getting some more bottom to mid range is what this thing needs. And, frankly, it needs just RPM response throughout the whole power. It needs mid, bottom, and top RPM response because I feel like it's just a little bit rich, even still with that lean coupler in there. So getting a, a piston in that thing will wake it up. Uh, the bike we have here has one in it, and, man, it really just helps it spark its Nate, it's like character up. It just kind of wakes it up, gets a little bit more poppy and exciting to ride. And then matching it with, to me, a Yoshimir system is pretty damn good on this bike. I tried an FMF. I like that. I always mention, hey, stock systems are better. Well, in this case, the stock system isn't the best system for the Suzuki. Uh, I would go, I would direct you to a Yoshimira and FMF. And if you guys want to know more about the character of each, you can email me over at chris at keyferingtesting.com, and I will tell you about it. But both of those mufflers are built well, and I would recommend a full system, not just a slip-on for this, because you're going to add even a little bit more bottom end still and get a good amount of mid-to-top-end pulling power with going to an aftermarket system. So the combo between a piston and that muffler is really good. And you're going to gain, honestly, you're going to gain about three and a half to four ponies with a piston and a muffler right away. So you're waking that sucker up. It, this bike has some potential. I mean, look at the Supercrosses. Look at the JGR bikes, okay? They are pulling hull shots. The riders aren't doing exceptionally well. Kyle Peters is doing good. Poor Alex Martin. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Alex. But the bikes are fast. You can make them good. The chassis cornering character is awesome, okay? You just need some extra juice, especially when you get this bike. Adding a piston will not hurt your reliability that much. So don't freak out and say, I'm putting a piston in here and I'm just going to blow up. That's not the case. You're adding a little bit more compression. You're still going to be able to run pump gas, so don't stress on that. And you're going to have more, a, a, a more exciting feeling Suzuki. And it makes you want to ride a little bit more when you're walking out the garage knowing that you have an exciting yellow bike sitting out there versus that stock one where it's kind of bleh. So try that. Piston and a muffler will help. Last but not least, man, uh, I'm just not a big fan of the bar. This just seems like a simple mod. But to me, again, I'm going to mention Pro Taper. Go, just, just straight up to you guys being completely honest. Pro Taper has the best dampening quality bar out there. Evo bar. A fusion bar is a little bit more rigid, but going to an Evo SX Race Pro Taper bar on this bike 
helps that rigid frame head tube head tube area, okay? So just simply getting that on there kind of helps the comfort of this bike. It's a simple mod. They're cheap. You can go check them out, protaper.com, and see what bend you want. But I recommend the SX Race if you're running between 5'9 to 6 foot. It's a neutral bend, not a lot of sweep, fairly flat, and not that tall. It's like an 87 millimeter height. And it doesn't have a lot of pullback, so which I like will help you guys in corners. So go check them out, Pro Taper, and uh, get yourself a better bar that's on there. Fat bar is it's a decent bar, and they're strong, but to me they vibrate a little bit more, and they're a little bit harsh to my hands. So um, as you guys know, I'm so picky with bars, and I've gone through several bars, and I've spent many days out in the shop switching bars out. And just going back and forth to tracks or square edgy and just feeling who has the best dampening bar. And that's uh, bar none, the Pro Taper bar. So that's the top five things for the RMZ 250. I'm going to combine the KTM and the FC 250 together because these mods will work on either bike. Keeper, they're the same bike. Yeah, they're close to the same. They're not exact. But these mods will help these bikes. And if you guys haven't seen, you haven't gone over to keyforingtesting.com, go check out the XPR KTM 250 review that I did. I, I tested a bike that Chad from XPR built. One of the, probably the top, one of the top five best 250Fs I've ridden. And I mentioned this on the podcast when I did this. A European racer that races over there um, on the MXGP circuit rode that bike. And he couldn't believe how good it was. So he had his team go talk to Chad about building engines for them. So that says something about that bike. And that that bike's a beast when you modify it. I mean, it's a beast already. It's fast as shit up top. Both these bikes are the FC and the KTM. But adding some more ponies in that motor really make it like a little miniature 450. Mentioning handlebars again. One of my first picks, get that piece of shit necking off of that bar off of that bike. Uh yeah, I'm just gonna be frank, be straight up. That I hate that bar. Every time I ride with a neck and bar, it's stiff, it's rigid. I don't like the bend that that thing comes with. Um I'm talking about the KTM because obviously the FC comes with the Pro Taper bar, but I still would switch the bar on the FC to a SX race. I feel like the bar on the FC is just too low for me. I'm six foot tall, and I don't want that long of a bar for one. And number two, I like a little bit taller, a little bit more rise to my handlebar. And that Husqvarna stock band's a little bit too flat for me. So, but basically on that KTM, take that neck and off. Put a Pro Taper Evo SX Race on that thing. Same goes for you guys. Uh, if you guys don't like that bar band on the FC 250, you can go to an SX Race and that will accommodate you in the corners. To me, when I stand up with that Husqvarna stock Pro Taper band, it's a little bit too low and it's tough for me. I'm, I'm already kind of hunched back as it is when I ride. It just exacerbates that for me when I stand up. Um, drilling holes in the airbox. I know... Next year, we talked about this in the 450 podcast, KTM and Husqvarna are going to have their side panels, airbox side panels, are going to be drilled out 
in a different manner, of course, than what I've been doing it. But nonetheless, there will be some vents going through their bike. That bike will be out late May, early June. So look for the new bikes and the reviews here on uh, keyforinktesting.com. But you can go view the pattern that I have created. And you can do that with the KTM and the Husqvarna. It's basically a pyramid half-inch hole um, design that I put into the left side cover only. I didn't put any holes on the right side. For those of you guys back east worried about being mud, that's why I drill half-inch only. And there, how many? There's one, two, three, four, five. I think there's seven holes. If you guys don't see the diagram, if you guys want it, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I will send you what I have. But you, if you view my social media posts, you can go to at kkeefer120, or you can simply just go to keyforinktesting, and you will see the patterns that are up on there. So that will add a little bit more RPM bottom-end response because that is what these bikes lack. They lack some low-end delivery. The Yamaha is much better in that area. So look for an increased RPM response and a little bit extra bottom-end recovery coming out of corners when you do drill your left side cover out. Okay? Reflashing your ECU. Now, the 250s aren't as bad as the 450s. KTM and Husqvarna did a better job with their mapping on the 250s, but nonetheless, you can get your stock ECU reflashed. I'm not saying you have to spend all that money on a Vortex with a 250, but to get your ECU reflashed from Jamie at Twisted does help bottom in and mid-range. It wakes it up. To me, it's, it's a better feeling motorcycle when you can have some bottom end and mid RPM response to kind of hop over bumps and do other things. I really like the fact that Jamie is a straight up dude and he doesn't give you guys bullshit ponies. So Kiefer, what is bullshit ponies? Bullshit ponies is like, hey, come in the shop. I will do this for you and you're going to get this. And then when you ride it, you don't feel it. Well, Jamie over at Twisted doesn't give you those bullshit ponies. His flash or his reflash really helps both of these bikes wake up and you can simply just send your ECU over to him and he can do it. I have heard that the Vortex is back ordered for a little bit. We must be selling a shit ton of those things and I feel like I've been kind of a culprit for that leading the charge because they frankly kick ass on these KTM and Husqvarna's. So if you guys do have some extra cashish and you want to get some even extra ponies out of this thing a vortex ecu is is a great great modification and it doesn't hurt reliability that much on these things so you can get a vortex through chad at xpr or jamie at twisted but i do think they are back ordered for a little bit because the guy who makes them which is in australia has been back ordered for a little bit so this is what i've been hearing but nonetheless get your stock reflashed or if you got some extra money, which is about 700 bucks, Vortex is the way to go. You'll get with the Vortex, you'll get some added bottom end, a lot of mid-range and a lot of top end over rev. The thing will rev out for days. It's bitching. You can come out of a corner in second gear with this Vortex and just leave it in that gear all the way down the straightaway and it doesn't even rev out. It's an amazing thing. Like I I 
There's something to be said about riding a good 250F. And a lot of these bigger dudes, and I have a buddy, he's bigger. He's like, I ain't going to ride 250F. I'm, I'm too big. Bullshit, dude. It is fun to ride a 250F when it's good and it's fast. And you can ride it better because it's less intimidating and it's light. You can point it where you want it on the track. So don't overlook a 250F with some quality modifications on it. They're really good. Um, Works Connection Elite Axle Blocks or the Ride Engineering Rear Axle Kit. Either one of these modifications help the stiff feeling when you're accelerating out of a corner. So your rear axle on this FC and KTM is fixed, right? So the chain, I'm sorry, the chain adjuster on the left side is fixed to the axle. What that does, and some of you guys are saying, I can't believe you can feel this. Well, what that does is when you're under load coming out of a corner, your rear end is heavy, okay? And it's binding and putting a lot of force on that axle slash chain adjuster. And that chain adjuster on the left side can't move. It can't flex. It can't float. So it's really binding that rear end. And what that does and what that correlates to you riding is a harsh feeling shock or just a rigid feeling rear end where you're kind of coming out of a corner and your bike's like kak, 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 and just kind of skipping. So some of you guys may be dicking with your shock, trying to loosen it up or soften it up when you can do that by going to one of these two products. The Works Connection Elite Axle Blocks will take a little bit more work, but works really well and utilizes your stock axle. Or you can go over to Adrian at Ride Engineering, and he has the whole kit with the axle, and it just swaps out your current axle. So, But either one of those companies, it's quality, it's good. You'll notice a difference in comfort, so I would recommend getting one of those two models ASAP for that bike. Again, you muffler goons out there. No better muffler for it, for this bike than an FMF, straight up. I recommend getting a full system for this bike. You will not lose bottom end. In fact, sometimes what I've come across is I will gain RPM response and not gain torque, but gain low-end RPM response and get more mid-range to top end with a full FMF system on this bike. What's cool about FMF and working with KTM is those guys over there in Austria work hand-in-hand -hand with the guys at FMF and design the muffler to the engine. So what you can get out of that is a specifically tuned muffler for that bike. And number two, a good ECU setting. And you're not going to bolt that thing on. It's going to pop and misfire and all the shit that comes along with it sometimes when you buy an aftermarket muffler. There's nothing more annoying than getting, again, a shiny new piece on that bike, and then you ride it, and it's like, pa 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 D-cell pop. Lame. I'm out. I'm pissed. I just spend a fucking G on this pipe, and it's popping on me. Bullshit. I like stuff that works. I buy it. I want it to work. I've come across so many things in my day in the shop. I'm putting it on. I'm thinking, who the hell engineered these things? Like, if I had to, and some, you know, I'm not buying this stuff, right? So I'm getting it sent to me. And I'm feeling sorry for you guys out there listening to this fucking podcast because you guys are buying this stuff and some of this stuff is shit. And I'm like, I'd be so pissed to buy this stuff, be stoked to put it on, and it works like shit. So the FMF system works really good. You're not going to get a bunch of D-cell pop. 
and you're not going to lose bottom end. It just mates up well with these bikes. So go look at the FMF system over at fmfracing.com. Hey, everybody, it's commercial time. Listen to these commercials. Get some special discount codes and save yourself some moolah. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So... Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, you guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to Skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right there on board with the KieferInkTesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. 
I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 60 Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 60. So please, guys, go check them out. 60 Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it, was very surprised about the oil, did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. So a little known fact, I started racing desert when I was nine years old until I was 16. I really didn't get into moto till after 16 years old because my family would go camp in the desert and my dad rode hare and hounds. Out here in the West Coast, there was a club called District 37, and that's what we did. We went camping on the weekends. Uh, my parents build bonfires. They would drink, and my dad would go race, and I would ride around the camp and make a little track, right? Well, fast forward till now, 2019, you can go to nationalhairandhound.com. They have classes for your son, your daughter, mom, and dad. It's not just dad. It's really cool. It's ran very well. The kids race the day before. Dad and mom can go race the next day and just have a family, fun-filled weekend racing dirt bikes. There's nothing better. Go to nationalhairandhound.com. Check out their schedule. They go to California, Texas, Nevada, Idaho, all over the place. Go check them out. If you have any questions about this series, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'm happy to answer them for you and maybe get you a discount code on your next entry fee. Very cool. Again. Maybe I will see you out at one of these suckers. I feel like I need to go race again, and I want to go relive my youth through nationalhairandhound.com. Go check them out. The one thing that bums me out about racing moto is waiting around all day just to do two or four motos. I don't want to be sitting at the track all day and have three hours in between my motos. Well, you know what? Old Timers Association has been around a long time, and the guys from Oregon Old Timers have come on board with this podcast and want me to talk to you about their series. Very cool series. I've raced them before. They have 20-minute motos, long motos. Usually you're done by 3 o'clock. You're in and out. You get to race, go home, finish your chores, spend time with your family, go do stuff with your wife, whatever it is. It's a fun, family-filled environment there. They have races all over. It's not just in Oregon. They have races in California, Glen Helen, Montana, Richland, Washington. They go to Hangtown. 
They go to Washington again in Washougal, which is very cool. And, of course, they go to British Columbia, Boise, Idaho, even Edmonton, Canada, and Fernley, Nevada. You can check out the series at OregonOldTimers.com, and you will even see me at a couple rounds this year. So check them out. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business, and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being, and he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, ScreenPrintingDone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and ScreenPrintingDone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com. We back. We back. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for listening to the commercials, and if you didn't, shame on you. Moving on to the No Wing, No Prayer CRF250R. Whoo! This sucker is going to be a beast when it comes back from race tech. I can't wait to ride it. But for you guys living the dream on the stock life out there, there's some things that needs to be done on this thing, all right? Yep. Didn't finish well in shootouts this year. Lacks bottom end. Freaking hauls ass up top, though. But just, man, it's a lot of work to get it there. And transmission spacing is a little funky. Just the bike itself has a lot of potential. I know we said that in the Suzuki area. But this thing... uh Probably has the best chassis in class. If there is a bike that handles well, corners well, or the best, it is this Honda. It just needs some more beef. That's what I said. More beef in the engine. So what are we going to do about this sucker, Kiefer? Well, let's just go over some things that are going to help you along and make you live your life a little bit better. Let's live your best life on this CRF250R. Let's let's talk about this. 1.8 radiator cap. I know we talk about this sometimes, but radiator caps are important. Check your radiator cap. And uh, the stock one, there's nothing to be said that's wrong with it. Uh, I haven't had that much trouble. But look over and try to go to a 1.8 radiator cap. Twin Air sells one. I like that one the best. You can go check um, that stuff over at TwinAirUSA.com. Second... Put a piston on this thing. The Honda needs some HPs. A high compression piston, 
we obviously we push vertex pistons on this thing because pivot works is a sponsor of the show but nonetheless i have tried other pistons that are just as good but i have tried the vertex and the reliability of that is really good but going to a 13 and a half 13.8 compression ratio on this thing helps a lot i haven't ridden my full blown mod one from race deck but the experience that i've had testing with honda and the modifications we have done to get some extra horsepower with here that 13 and a half to 13.8 compression ratio is good you can still run pump gas 13.8 will detonate just a titch if you're on really really deep sand i have a track out here that we had it was basically in a sand wash which is super deep and there was no bottom to it. And it did detonate a little bit under load. So you can mix your gas 50-50, T4, and super unleaded. Do not run U4.4 fuel. That is dirty, shitty fuel. It will clog up your injectors, makes your bike run shitty, inconsistent. I'm not a fan of the VPU 4.4. That's not to say I'm not a fan of VP products, because I am. I run Pro 6, I run T4. I think that stuff is great fuel, but that U4.4, I'm out. It runs like shit, so take that out of your bike. Do not run that. If you want to run a 50-50 blend, try T4 and Super Unleaded. And if you can't afford it, just run T4 straight. It's a pump replacement fuel. It's really good, and it will wake up this CRF250R even more. Yoshimura muffler, this thing helps wake up the bottom end. Um, I know Yoshimura did some work on this CRF250R recently and did some internal changes in the canisters of this thing. So you will get some more bottom end. I know FMF has another system that has even more bottom end. So if you are looking for more bottom end, the FMF is the best bottom end muffler there is right now. If you're looking for more mid-range meat to top, the Yoshimura is better. FMF is built for bottom to mid-range, and this Yosh is built for mid to top. Again, if you run a Yoshimura, there are some inserts that you can try. Try the inserts. If you can run the inserts, you get a little bit more back pressure. That will help you in that bottom end area at times. We mentioned Vortex ECUs a lot. I'm telling you guys, if you do nothing else to this bike and you want to make it probably the most reliable that you can make it and adding horsepowers at the same time, a Vortex ECU mapped by Chad at XPR and a piston. It makes this bike completely different. It wakes it up. It just gives it so much more torque than it comes with stock. And when I come out of a corner, I have a hard time. Like sometimes I'll be in second and I have to go to third gear really quick. Well, at some tracks, I find myself bypassing third gear because it's so damn short. Like I'll go second, third, fourth, and then I'll have to downshift twice into a corner. Well, this Vortex ECU will help your gearing out. I've tried jacking with gearing on this bike before, and it didn't really do anything with that third gear. So... Getting a Vortex ECU gives you some more horsepower and gives third gear a little bit more usable and a little bit longer feel. Piston, Vortex, equals different Honda CRF250R. So much better. 
It sucks about the Honda that these modifications are expensive. That's the downside of this whole thing. Some of these other top fivers are not as expensive as the Honda. Last but not least is the clutch. As you guys know, if you're a Honda listener, you're a Honda owner, and you're listening to this podcast, that clutch sucks. <sighs> it's a struggle for me. It's really a struggle for me because I help Honda do some R&D, right? And that clutch is just doesn't last. And the same thing goes for the 450. The 250 pull is not the lightest pull. It's hard. And it's just, it's tough for me to deal with, guys. I like to have good products, especially the things that I deal with and I'm a part of. So just simply going to a Henson or a Recluse torque drive clutch will help your clutch life. It'll help when you got that added horsepower, put that to the ground, and it will not drag. I hear a lot of CRF 250Rs at the track just dragging out of corners. I can be getting dressed in the parking lot and hearing, and, and I'll talk to the guys at the track, the owners of these bikes. They're like, yeah, I don't, I don't hear anything. I don't, I don't feel that. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe I'm just sensitive to clutch stuff. But once you get a fresh recluse or a Henson basket or whole kit, okay, just get a whole kit. Again, it sucks. Hello, $1,000. But it puts the power to the ground. There's no slip. There's no drag. And you will feel like your bike is faster just because that horsepower is getting down to the ground better with these clutch systems. That system that Honda has, it's an old system. We don't like it. I'm trying to help those guys along, try to get rid of it, try to go to a better clutch system. But um, going to a recluse or a Henson will help get that power to the ground, especially if you're having a Vortex or you have a piston in there. Those those five modifications really help this bike. Um, last year, I got a lot of emails about this bike overheating. I don't really have that problem as much in 2019. It's not boiling over. It's not puking. Uh, it's not running too hot. Yes, at times, if you leave your bike standing while it's you know just sitting there running, yeah, it's going to start puking water. Uh, overheating is probably the worst on a Honda versus the other bikes. Suzuki has a problem with that as well. But again, I'm, a, I'm fairly abusive on the clutch because I clutch drag. That's how I modulate my power coming out of a corner. I'm not like fanning the clutch. Ah, I'm not doing that. But when I come out of a corner rolling the throttle on, I'll slip my clutch just a bit to keep my front end down. And that just wears on the plates, right? It wears on the basket. It wears on the pressure plate and just it just drags and then it'll heat up. So that stock system can't take that kind of abuse. And if you're not a if you're not a clutch abuser, maybe you don't need it but you're trying to put the power to the ground and you're abusive on the clutch like me, then definitely look into a Recluse or a Henson. So those are my five mods for the 250R. I will be doing that Race Tech mod after Hangtown and Paula. So look for that test um, coming up here in June. And I'm looking forward to all the modifications and the stuff that the Race Tech did because, again, Nothing better than a fast 250, especially with this chassis that Honda has. Honda has the best chassis. It corners bitching. Straight line stability is awesome. I just wish the 450 was more like the 250 in the chassis department. 
But that's another podcast for another time. Don't get me all depressed. <laughs> KX250, last but not least. Look for a new 250 next year, guys. For those of you guys, Team Green Dudes, 2020, new KX250 will be here. And I'm sure all of that stuff that we saw on the 450 will migrate somehow to the 250. So that probably means a hydraulic clutch. Um, hopefully it's not that oversized rear brake because that thing's a touchy piece of shit. But 250KX has a lot of potential, guys. Again, three out of the six bikes, I say, have a lot of potential. And this would probably be the, the, the two out of the three. The second, I think, the Honda has the most potential, Cowie, and then Suzuki. Now, first things first. I'm out. What am I out on, Kiefer? I'm out on that show SFF work. I am out. I can't get that thing to run or work good. I've tried several different builders. And I love Racetech. And, and they do a good job. And they do make that fork a little bit better. But a, a, you can't provide miracles, people. <sighs> Showa needed to get rid of that thing a long time ago. That SFF fork is just really difficult to get comfortable. So what do you do? Well, besides going to straight A-kit stuff, which you can't do because that shit's too expensive, go get it revalved from Racetech. It does, here's what I'm going to explain to you guys. Does it make it the best fork getting it revalved? Absolutely not. Will you get extra comfort from the fork when you get it revalved? Yes. That's what I'm looking for. So with this FFF fork, it's simply, honestly, guys, it pulls to one side at times. When I'm leaning far forward up a face to jump, I will feel the bike, not like hook and pull me off the track, but I'll feel the bike leaning to a side just a little bit. And it's a weird situation and it's a weird feeling. But once you get it valved, for my, I'm 170 pounds, and they have this magic, I don't, I don't even know what they do, but they do something to make the mid-stroke feeling more comfortable and not have that pulling sensation when I'm going up a face of a jump. I've complained about that pulling sensation for about two years. No one's really listened. Uh, they're going to think, oh, you're crazy, Kiefer. Uh, no. It, it, it's a real thing, and it happens. So if you guys do feel that, try getting your stuff valved. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be better than your buddy's Yamaha Waizu 250F fork, but it will help some mid-stroke comfort, which this bike needs, because it just feels harsh. So go try to get your stuff revalved. If you're looking for a stock spec, which I do have a, a, a stock recommended spec with you guys. You guys can email me, and I'll, I'll give you a direction to make it a little bit better. But if you really want to make it better than that, you got to get it revalved. Some of you guys email me and say, hey, what, what's your recommended setting for this fork? Dude, I give you a ballpark, but, man, it's tough. That's probably one, the one bike that I can't figure out as far as fork. I've spent so many hours out in the desert just back and forth in the shop doing settings, clickers, trying things, sag. It's just, it, it doesn't, it's super finicky. We talk about the window a lot with the Honda. The window is super narrow with this, the Showa suspension on the Cowie. So, um, one, it takes a long time to break in. And then once it's broken, you feel like, hey, it'll get a little bit softer feeling, get more plush. No, it, that doesn't help at all. 
Handlebars, again, pro taper. I'm out on the, the crossbar life on this thing. So go to an Evo. That'll help some of the chassis rigidity on this thing. That'll help that fork feel. So go to an Evo bar. Spend the money, 700 bucks. Now, this is the debate. Kiefer, do I spend 700 bucks on this KX calibration tool? Or do I simply just go with an aftermarket ECU? If it was me and it was my money, I would go to a Vortex ECU simply because I know what that thing does. But for the you guys that uh, don't have the option to get that ECU and you have the option at your dealership just to maybe swing by your dealership and they have a calibration tool, go get it remapped. You can go to my website and I have a recommended KX250 um, FI setting and ignition setting. So you can go to fuel and ignition. I have that. It's up on my site. You can check it out. Copy those numbers and have your dealership, if they're cool, which they should be, that way you don't spend $700 on this tool, have them put that map in there. I have special maps for the white and green coupler. So search the keyframe testing. It's up there. Look under KX250 and you'll find it. But that actually helps the overall broadness I want to use that word. I don't know if that is a real word. But the broadness of this KX250. The KX250 in stock form is really good bottom in. It has snappy bottom in and mid-range. just kind of short on top. Well, you'll get extra top in. You'll get some extra pull, but also just make it easier to ride. It still keeps that RPM snap and that low-end feeling, but has a broader mid-to-top end pull, so your shifts can be a little bit later in each section of the track. So... That's a key thing to look at if you aren't going to an aftermarket ECU and you're not going to spend the money on a calibration tool. Find someone that has one or go to your dealership and see if they'll hook you up. Get to know that dude in the back in the mechanic area where the shop is and see if he'll hook you up if he knows anything about this bike. Hopefully dealerships are hiring good mechanics, good shop guys that are you know, avid guys that ride. Because some of these shops I, I go to, and I don't go to a lot of shops now, but when I do, I see these guys, and they don't know much about dirt bikes. I go, do you guys ride? They're like, nah, I ride a street bike. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's tough. No wonder people are just ordering shit on mail, you know, doing mail order stuff. It sucks, man. Dealerships are uh, going downhill a little bit, but some of that can be helped with the people that they hire, in in my opinion. This is from what I see when when I go around the shops. And I know I'm in California, and when I visit outside of California uh, dealerships, some for some reason it gets much better. So I don't know what it is about California dealerships, but um, I know I've been up in Oregon. Power Motorsports has really good guys up there, and I've been back east, and dealerships are, are really good because there's more core quality enthusiasts that are working at the dealership. So I don't want to get on that rant. But anyway, calibration tool. Look it up. If not, ECU. Gearing. I'd hate to admit it, and I and I and I'm that kind of guy. If hey, if if uh, Jody and the MXA guys are right, I'll say it. Unlike them, where they don't admit shit when other people are right. Well, hey Jody, you're right. Thirteen fifty one works. Good for you, man. I'm patting you on the back. I like a thirteen fifty one gearing on this bike because simply I can use third gear more. As much torque and RPM response as this Cowie has. Again, shifting is kind of short. 
Um, I have to shift in the third gear too soon at times, and I'm just kind of lost when I'm coming out of the corner. So going to a 1351 really helps me either A, just use third gear all the way around the corner, or helps me get my shift correctly so when I'm timing it out of a corner, I can shift in the third gear and I'm not it's not falling on its face. So try a 1351 gearing, and that'll help your third gear pull on this bike. Now, last but not least, chain guides. We know how shitty the chain guides are on the Kawasaki's. Okay, the 450 is so much better this year. The KX450 chain guide lasted a long time for us. It lasted almost 20 hours. But 250 hasn't evolved there yet. So go yourself, get yourself a TM Design Works. I know they work really well. They're a little bit loud. But do not buy an OEM one because you're just going to go through them within three to five hours. They're, it's bad. Sliders, chain guides, no good. No good. Go Do yourself a favor. Go to TM Design Works. Find a beefier slider and chain guide. That way you're not replacing those things all the time. So just know this. When you go to a beefier chain guide, your chain can wear out sooner. Get a quality chain. RK. EK, Firepower, get yourself a quality DID chain, whatever it is. The, those chains that they use are scary. Those OEM chains, they're cheap. They're, they, don't, they don't last. They stretch. They break. I've had some break on me on a Honda, on the Kawasaki, on the Suzuki. They break. The only chain that I've had good luck with is a Yamaha chain. And uh, those chains aren't the best either, but I haven't had one break on a Yamaha, so... Do yourself a favor, TM Design Works, get a good chain guide on there. Get yourself a good heavy-duty chain. I don't think you need an O-ring chain on a 250, so just get a nice quality heavy-duty gold chain and you'll be good. So those are my top five for the MX bikes in the 250 class. Hopefully we can do these things on the off-road bikes here soon. I'm going to get this uh, national thing done and over with, and we're going to move back on to more hardcore testing slash off-road stuff. I've been lacking a little bit on doing some bike tests just because I've been trying to get ready for these two races. But we're still working hard for you over here. We're still going to give you honest feedback. We're always there for you guys. If not, you can always hit Michael at KieferingTesting.com. And there's, of course, there's Dominic. He's a good dude. He's on my Kawasaki. Dominic at KieferingTesting.com. I don't have a lot of guys over here. It's mostly me and a couple buddies that are quality human beings that know how to test, that are no bullshit. And that is what we're about over here. So if you see me at the track, stop me, wave me down, come over to the van, say hi, let's bullshit, let's talk. You think I'm, you think I'm full of shit? Or if you don't like what I'm doing, let's talk about that too. I have no problem with it. I like to get better. I like to know my weaknesses. I like to know my faults. Nonetheless, I'm here for you guys. I just want to make sure you guys are spending the money in the right areas and not wasting it because dirt bikes are fun. Dirt bikes have brought me a lot of happiness, and I want that for you guys out there. I don't want dirt bikes to be related to bullshit, to headaches, to stress. Let's have this thing. Let's have fun with it, and I'm here for you guys. So, again, Chris at Keyfring Testing. We have new hoodies, new hats, shirts. Heather at KieferingTesting.com. I know I posted some up on my site so they're restocked up on the site. I'm going to load up the hats tonight so you guys can pick out some hats. But if you guys want to order them, you have a PayPal account, hit up heather at keyfringtesting.com or simply just 
click on the shop button on our website and we will send you some. Maybe a little extra gift in there as well from Heather. You never know. It might smell like cotton candy and pink lemonade. So just smell that envelope if you get it. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining me. Hope to see you guys in Vegas this weekend. Live show, Pulp MX live show, 7 o'clock at The Space. Come say hi. Talk some trash. You never know what we're going to do. Good guests this week, Ryan Villapoto and possibly, just possibly, Chad Reed. That would be good, right? Chad and Ryan together. Ah, that'd be fun. Good times. Good times. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for hanging in there. And most importantly, thanks for listening to this podcast. Jesus Christ, I know you guys got a lot of podcasts to to listen to, but you choose this one. It's not perfect. Just like Ricky and Jeff's. It's not perfect, but hey, let's not take ourselves too seriously out there. Okay? Let's enjoy it. Let's laugh. Let's get some quality information out there for the people that are listening to their radios, driving down the road right now. Let's make them laugh. Let's tell some honesty. You know? Don't take yourself too seriously, guys. (laughs) I'm sorry I have to actually do these podcasts for a living. Jesus, man. I'm a poor, I'm poor folk over here. You actually got to work. So uh, sorry about that. But nonetheless, hope you guys have a good day, a good week. Be good to each other. Do something nice for someone today. That's what I tell my kid every day after school or before school too. Do something nice to someone today. Make their day. All right? Thanks for joining me. Peace out.